rising on an emerging generation of kings. Someone say we have our land. We have our lands. We have our property. If you're ready for the word, somebody go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. We started the series on Wednesday, and I think it's the first time we started a series in the course of the week. Oba goes the labash. Can I prophesy to somebody? I'm actually hearing a certain name called Funke. I mean, I'm going to prophesy over everybody, but I hear a certain name Funke. I don't know who that is, if that's a first name or um, a middle name. Is there any Funke in the house? You can help me check online as well. This is one of those prophecies where we're like, my name is not Funke, but I receive it. The son of Funke who has had some tough times in relationships. The Lord is saying, is going to give you a man you will not even believe. The fact that your name is not Funke does not mean you should not say amen. <laughs> this is a general word for the house. February is going to be your best month in a very, very long time. God says in the middle of the drama and the pain and the tension, in the middle of it, I am going to supply some of your biggest streams of provision. Okay, we'll all do that. Ephesians 4 from verse 1 to verse 6. I will read alone, but when we go to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, we will read together. The word says, I therefore, please follow, the prisoner of the Lord. The prisoner, another one says, the bond servant of the Lord. Beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. And then he gives us the steps in that or what that implies so that we don't just you know, roll our heads over and make you feel like it's some kind of super spiritual thing. He said, this is the way you walk worthy with all lowliness. He's not talking about depression there. He's talking about meekness, humility. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, Bearing with, with one another in love, endeavoring, making effort to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one immersion, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Please look at somebody says, sometimes I can be irritated. I know that. Tell that person, I have to be honest, sometimes I can be irritated. But there is God in me too. He said, God is in you all. Have you noticed sometimes when people are annoying, you will forget yes. that there is God in them too. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. 
So before you slap somebody <laughs> into 1675, you're gonna go, oh, I'm a medieval prince now. Consider the possibility that there's God in them. So I said, I'll discover the God after the slap. <laughs> this is a very heavy teaching. And I don't think the church gets enough dosage of this teaching. I think that we get enough dosage of breakthrough and there's a place for it. Of power and there's a place for it. Of anointing and there's a place for it. But when he speaks about walking worthy of the calling, he does not even refer to any dramatic exorcism. He does not refer to fire, breakthrough, signs and wonders. He said that what makes you walk worthy of your calling, lowliness, gentleness, forbearing one another. In other words, as far as God is concerned, your ability to forbear with one is more significant than your ability to control the crowd. We forget it. We forget it. So we get more excited about ministering to millions than to touching a heart. And we forget that connected to that heart may be several millions we'll never get to meet ourselves. And that by ministering to that one, we have actually reached multitudes that we hear. The enemy seems to understand this better than most believers. And that's why the enemy many times, he will attack the one thing that matters in your life. Because he knows if I can attack the one thing that matters, you will be in a multitude of mess. How do we know the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 that through the sin of one man, what came into the world? Sin and death through sin. And then through, of course, now the death, the sacrificial redemptive death of one man, all who believe in him can be saved. Are we getting this? Please look at your neighbor say, don't despise the one. Say, I am one. Don't despise me. Tell the person, spice me. Don't despise me. No. Look at your wife or your husband. Say, spice me. Don't despise me. If you are single, your spice is coming. And so come on time. God will help you curry the right favor. Bring you a man that knows his onions. Love you from your head to my toes. So you don't have to pepper them, but you ginger them. Because the word of God is sharper than any kitchen knife. <laughs> it's a talent. <laughs> so see that? Endeavoring. Endeavoring. We'll come to that. Uh, but let's look at it in another translation so that all of us can get a, a better understanding. TPT says, as a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy. And see how he defines holiness here. When people think about holiness, they think, oh, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> you don't smoke weed, but you're behaving like weed. Can we talk now? You are a weed in the plantation. No, you are not. You are behaving like weed in the plantation. You're stubborn. 
You're adamant. You're standing your own ground. You know, wheat can be very stubborn. Cut, 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 cut. Going to do that song. I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high ranking. Somebody say, when they go low, we stay high. Given to you by your divine calling or in your divine calling, how verse 2, with tender humility and quiet patience. Some of us can be patient, but we're not quiet. Others can be quiet, but we're not patient. Mm. 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 If not for God. <laughs> the me of last year. <laughs> See what it says? Is that always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially those who may try. <laughs> this scripture is not scripture. <laughs> People don't used to like this kind of. <laughs> it's right on our lane. Show you there, why me? He said, especially those people. Debbie May. Debbie May, I try. See, that's what I try. See, God is on her lane right now. That's spooked her. See, see what it says. Be faithful. This is now the deal. Guess what it's about? It's not about your feelings, your ego, your temper, your preferences, your personality. He said, this is the deal. Be faithful to God, the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. So when somebody is trying you, what is at stake is not your reputation. What's at stake is the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit. It is difficult to maintain peace when you are the focus of your own thoughts. Because many times the sacrifice for peace is personal pride. Ego is often the price we have to pay for us to go forward. And it's major. And the enemy knows that. Can someone take a bit more? This is you have to. <laughs> How many of you know what they call raw omo to be rawing the omo? When you say phosphate, it sounds tush. To raw the armor, I explain what it is. You have a baby, the baby don't want to eat. Here comes grandma, boom. 
between the knees until Shiloh come. The lawgiver shall not depart. And then folds the head backward. Receive it. That is not good, right? It's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, it's not that dramatic, but sometimes God is going to shove something down your throat. And in God's case, if you choke, he'll raise you back. <laughs> it's the author of your life. But there are certain things that are better learned than regretted. So as we start, we're going to be going deep this, this month. You know, we go deep when we talk about... See, earlier when Pilan was talking about the series, some of you don't want us to know that you're interested in sex. You're looking quite amorous. We are coming for you all. We're pleading the blood. <laughs> so last year, I went too deep. People were pleading the blood. I'm not sure I'll go that deep this year. Amen. Sounds like go, go. <laughs> you know, don't, don't. <laughs> so, but the reason we want to do this before we go into all those uh, the, the uh, specifics is there's a foundation that is necessary. Because there's a way you can teach even sexuality that people will understand it selfishly. There's a way we can teach dating and cotton that people will teach it selfishly or understand it selfishly. We're planning to have a session just for married people, another one just for single people. Um, by the way, so we're not doing anything for singles this Valentine's Day, but Pastor Vic and Mr. Oche and a couple of the women in the house are doing something for some girls. So if you're interested in that, that you don't want, you don't want to be lonely. I am so lonely. I have somebody in the spirit to call me. So that, but they're doing like a nice kind of meetup thing. All right. But here's the deal. We want to lay this foundation. I'm taking my time because I know the way teachings can be. They can be so exciting that people miss the point. I really want to understand that whatever we're teaching this month, you are not the primary focus. <laughs> so it's like, ah, this, this is not nice. It's very nice because it's not the reason you should dwell in harmony or unity. He said you should guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit. Which means that there is something that God wanted to do between you and that person that the enemy is jealous of. So he wants to destroy that thing, break the connection, dismantle every reasonable line of interface. So that the flow of that divine intention never happens. So every time, watch this, you are on the brink of discord or in a marriage divorce or in a business partnership, you're about to dismantle it. It does not mean particularly in business that, that's, that you should continue the business. But it means you can break the business but keep the peace. Yeah. 
in marriage, never break the peace. Never break the marriage. Let me tell you why. Except there's physical violence, which you're already breaking your peace. Right? In physical uh, assault, you have counselors and teachers and pastors. Generally, the rule of thumb is there must be some kind of separation with strict accountability. Right? And there has to be that time for counsel, for teaching, for repentance, for change. And when the counselors and caregivers and pastors see that the space is safe enough, then there can be a coming together on terms. Why should divorce not be the first? In fact, divorce should not even be in the mind of a believer. Why have divorce when you have the voice? Should not even be there. Now, someone's going to go like, oh, but the marriage is not working. Mm, many times when people say the marriage is not working, what they're saying is the marriage is not working for me. And so the very thing that marriage was supposed to deal with in your life, you are trying to get out of it. Oh, can I talk now? Because marriage was not supposed to satisfy you. Marriage was supposed to satisfy God. And for you to find the satisfaction in God that God already had for you. Oh, come on now. Now, I know this is a very uncommon teaching, particularly in a highly bespoke, customized, and personalized generation. And I'll tell you what some of the challenges we're having in marriages and relationships are. We have become highly customized as a generation. Highly personalized. Highly self-centered. When I was a little boy, when I was a young lion, not warthog, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. The worst part of that cartoon is slimy and satisfying, tastes like chicken. Now, when I was a young boy, television time was 4 p.m. And you had to wait with eager anticipation for the colored lines, if you had a color TV, for a sister in our, in our house, we didn't have a color TV. We had to use our minds to color it. Maybe that's why my imagination is very colorful. Because <laughs> black bars, just know that it wasn't all black. Black, almost black. Gray, almost gray. White ash. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Because some of you were born in the 2000s. And all those in 2020. So you had to wait. You had a knob, not a remote control. So watch this. For you to change the channel, you had to go to the TV. Follow this, because it's instructive. You go to the television, you have to wait, cry, cry, cry. You want to watch Super Ted? So I said, oh, so Ted Talk had a super version. Mm. Super Ted was an old cartoon with Sporty, not Spotify. <laughs> right? Who knows what I'm talking about? Am I ancient of days? You had Roger Ramjet, you had Tom and Jerry, you had all those people. So you have to go, system is straight. You have to go there and change it. And you change it, bah, 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 bah. UHF and VHF. Then you had the award thing. What do you call that thing? Turntable. Big dish. You had all those things. 
It scratches, that's the end. King Sonny Ade will not play. Kete, kete. See, you had to deal with what was. Contrast that with the Netflix generation. I can watch what I want. When I want it, I can pause it. Continue watching on another device in a different country. So it's what I want, where I want it, how I want it, and it's affecting relationships and marriages. Oh, come on now. Help me, Jerry. The subtle nuances of the beast. I'm having goosebumps right now. My wife says I have goosebumps a lot. The subtle, the subtle nuances of what's available in the culture, we are carrying it over into church. So if the pastor doesn't preach a certain way that I like, I'm offended. If the usher doesn't speak to me in my personal bespoke, self-contained, data analysis-inspired framework of personal relationship. If the UX, UI, is not UXing and there is no stacking, I will be found lacking. become a bog in the code. Can you see? He's a coder and he walked in right on time. Are you, are you seeing where some of these things are coming from? Back then, you went to Mr. Biggs, it was meat pie. Mr. Biggs, meat pie, come and eat with us. Lots of fun and excitement. <laughs> Meat pie, sausage roll. Which one is uh, nice, nice? They're not asking, do you want to mayonnaise or butter? Which one, mayo, mayo? Give me burger. Said, do you want it crusted or dusted? Hot or slimy? Founders delight or members light? Fatima. Your company <laughs> highly customized, but the customization was not supposed to reduce our commitment. Customization is for effectiveness, not for selfishness. We want we want our husbands customized, so we write this list of human beings that only exist in the realm of fantasia. Okay, we'll talk now. We are designing a product, product design. We design thinking. How about move from design thinking sometimes to divine thinking? Now this God that invented relationships and marriage, what did he have in mind? I'm telling you, it's causing a lot of problems. So you see now, why? Don't you want to date the guy? <laughs> that one. <laughs> Have you seen his socks? <laughs> he sucks socks. Yet he wants to suck part of 
said, he said that I couldn't trust me. I said, I'm not going that way this, this month. By the way, you're going to be hearing from PLT this month. Go additional hot, hot. And on Wednesday, you're going to be hearing from Pastor Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. She's going to be teaching single and secure. Because being single is not a curse. There are even benefits and blessings. Nobody is saying, waking up, Yankee, Che, I turn like this. Can sleep in peace, not in pieces. Brother, I assure you that I'm very saved. So, so we, we need to get into the mind of God and pay attention to what God has in mind. So God says the way you should do it is you should guard jealously the bond of peace. Look at somebody say your name is not James but you've got the bond. Got the bond. Verse 4 says, being one body and one spirit, as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny, TPT. It says that you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. So see that. One of the things about relationships and marriages is that they expose you to the reality of somebody else's world. Have you noticed that every time you start getting close to people, you're likely going to get some kind of culture shock? Yes. So for example, some people, what they like about chicken is not the chicken, it's the skin. Yes. My wife is a chicken skin lover. And I think Carmina said, Daddy, can I have the skin? Why? <laughs> Some people is the bone they like. <laughs> I found a word. You serve meat, soup, and eba. Some weird people who suck the stew first, lick everything up. Chew the meat, then start eating the ever dry. <laughs> Weird people. <laughs> but it's their reality. And the tenants say, you're weird, you're, you're this, you're whatever. God said that you were called into the same glorious hope of what it means as believers, our lives are connected. Our destinies are connected. So what do I do? Do I become exactly like you? No. Do you become exactly like me? No. But there are protocols of governing relationships. And one of the ones that we see in this text is said forbearing. Listen, please. If you're in a covenant relationship, let me give you bad news, but it's good news. The bad news is some things in the person you love will never change. Yes, sir. Know that and no peace. But with maturity, love, teaching, and care, they can gradually improve. 
I'm loving the energy this morning. <laughs> Give your neighbor a side hug or tell them I'm loving the energy this morning. So I'm not trying to make excuses. Ah, the pastor said, oh, no, you see, I will never change. My boxers are on the top. I will never change. I blow Caleb in your soup. I will never change. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about certain personality fractures. And that's why I'm really looking forward to me. In May, we're dealing with Dr. Jesus. Or rather, Dr. Jesus is dealing with us. We're going to talk about theology and therapy. We're going to talk about Christ and counseling. We're going to talk about the mind of Christ and mental health. Because many Christians are sick. And some things I think are demons. There is not demons. It's a pre-installed personality disorder that requires, in some cases, proper care and management. So you put the cast demon, cast demon, you almost cast their human spirit out. <laughs> but the, the personality is fractured. Something broke at two. That is showing up at four to two. Needed an environment, a certain level of influence to show its full strength. Are we here? So some things are to be managed, and the word gives us the term for that management. It's called forbearance. Now, I'm not talking about becoming, because I was talking about bondage without bondage, and it's again to the mint. Bondage without bondage. We're not saying become slaves of other people's irresponsibilities. We're saying be slaves of Christ first. And that's why when Paul writes in Ephesians 4, he says, Paul, a bond servant of Christ. So I'm not telling you to serve somebody through a bond without me knowing how to serve somebody I've not even seen in a bond. Paul is saying this, Jesus, I only saw a manifestation. I never hugged him like Peter, never held him like John, never counted bread and fish like Philip and Nathaniel, but I am bond to him. I'm not serving him on an interim basis. I'm not shonicon in the spirit. We're a temporary government. I don't know what that is. Hmm. I'm serving him as an interim president, interim governor, interim president. I'm serving him through a bond. I'm attached. And he said, I'm pleading with you. That's how he starts. In other words, what I'm about to tell you, I take God beg you. Because I have seen in the spirit the implication of division. Let me tell you why you should fight for your marriage. When you marry, and for those who are married. Divorce often leaves most of the time will leave both parties worse off than the damage they were forbearing in the marriage. People who get in divorce, if they're going to honestly speak with you, it takes almost a lifetime to manage the damage. Because what tied you together in commitment was not just body to body. You spoke words. Words are covenant instruments. Spirits were involved. So I said what God has joined together. Let no man put asunder, including the man inside the marriage. But we'll talk about marriage another time. 
This is the reason BLT is doing lives. Some people are alive, but they are not on their life. Did they play? <laughs> They're trying to teach you how to think, how to process signals. Everybody like, there's no marriage. <laughs> I was born for this. May you not burn in this. Jesus said, be careful how you hear. Sometimes the purpose of listening is information. But when you listen and listen again, you move from information to comprehension. From comprehension to application. From application to revision of the application. Before you start expecting the manifestation of the purpose of the information. People think because I have information, I have a comprehension. Information is not comprehension. Comprehension is not application. Application is not observation. Observation is not revision. Paul planted churches. He taught them daily for two years. Daily. Some of you want to follow somebody daily. And you're not studying daily. So let's talk about bonding. What exactly is bonding? I love definitions because I understand that there are different kinds of people in our congregation. There are those who love the metaphors and the stories. There are those who love the statistics and the figures and the definitions. A bond is a relationship between people or groups based on shared thank you media. Oh, I love you guys. Shared feelings. <laughs> Let, let me just say this. My mind can be very naughty. So sometimes I think through myself and I think through people. So when I say, love you guys, I just ask myself until you get impatient with them. <laughs> A relationship between people or groups based on shared. That's the key word about a bond. It's not the feelings, experiences, and interest. It's the sharing. It's that sharing, shared feelings, interests, or experiences. It's also a connection between two surfaces or objects that have been joined together, especially by means of an adhesive substance, heat, or pressure. Can I have my illustrative devices? Two things have been joined together. So that bond can also be defined between people as a strong feeling of friendship, love, or shared beliefs and experiences. Thank you, sir. With the bands. Thank you. That unites them. It unites them. Now, bonding is a basic human experience. How many of you, you got a breakthrough in your life, you got promoted, you were very excited about it? But after a couple of hours, you start feeling bad. Because the people that you thought would congratulate you. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Okay, so people that should congratulate you the way you wanted. They just said, okay. Say, so I finally got the admission into MIT. Eh, nice. Nice one. <laughs> I'm t let me tell you guys something. Me, I understood this a couple of years ago. So some things like, when you have understand, how many of you know you'll be established? Listen, sometimes people are genuinely busy. But other times people are really, they have issues. 
and that breakthrough in your life just revealed to them something in them that they cannot handle that level of your success. People have issues though, including spiritual people. So some of these people are genuinely busy. But other times, let me see me, I know this one by experience. Some people don't interact with your posts because they want to go and use it on their page as their own. Oh yeah. People got issues. Look at your neighbor, say, are you one? Say, we'll fix it. So, you start feeling lonely. Why? Because those that you felt you had a bond with, and I'll say, it's so good to see you this morning. People that you thought you had a bond with, they did not respond with what? The shared feeling. You were created for bonding. And it started with your creator because you were made in the image and the likeness of your creator. God said, let us, that is bonding, shared. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. In God's dealings with man, he said, how can I do this thing without telling Abraham my friend? I have a bond with Abraham. I'm in agreement with him. When I want to do something intimate, I have to bond. Jesus had a bond with the disciples. He said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Why? Because servants don't know the thoughts of their master, but friends do. So he was saying, I'm taking you to a level of bonding for my purpose. What are the three major benefits and blessings of bonding? Number one, God supplies your provision through bonds. Provision is not just an event that happens carelessly in the spirit. God distributes provisions through bonds. That's why even in the financial sector, there are what? Bonds that yield. Come on now, can we talk about this? And the bond is, is based on agreements, terms, tenors. Conditions, covenants, are we here? Yes, sir. Fiduciary, which has to do with trust. So, in bonding, we see this in nature. Why can't we just pluck our babies from trees? Just imagine, like many women will be excited. Because many women, they want to have babies, but they're sort of scared of the pregnancy process. And some people love the delivery process. And some people, let me tell you why they don't want to have babies, because they know that many women, not all, a good number perhaps, many women, when they have children, they have stretch marks on their belly and their thighs and their back. And I'll say, oh, me, I don't want to have any baby. Oh, me, I'm baby. I'm baby girl. Baby girl for life. As if somebody didn't have stretch marks for you to pass the exams of life. We all didn't get that. So, so why can we pluck our babies from trees? Because the way God designed it is that what you are bonded to should determine what flows in you. Blood flows in babies, not sap. Some of you are in relationships where you're expecting blood, but it's only sap that they have. No wonder they're sapper. So God puts the seed of the woman not in the soil of a tree, but in the soil of a woman. The seed of the man, the soil of a woman. 
Because bonding was designed to provide. So whilst the seed is there, no supermarket, no ATM machine, no dividends from any stock, no uh, benefits and allowances, but there is provision through the bond. Are we here now? Provision, supply through the bond. Number two, there is protection through the bond. God creates bonds for protection. How many of you have been in a situation before that something happened to a family member or friends? Good to see you. Family member or a friend, the girl in the glasses. Ah, yeah, that's you. Yeah, I saw you. I shouldn't see her. A friend, a family member, something happened to them. Maybe something bad. And you're like, oh, and I thought about you three days ago. Yeah. Oh, I dreamt about it two nights ago. Please remind me, there's that friend, the dream I had about my friend. It was a very good dream. I saw that my, one of my friends had a lot of money. <laughs> Made a lot of money, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of pounds. I said, this is a good dream. <laughs> Let me tell him to go and pray and prophetically align himself to go and collect it. Because I don't really dream about money often. So if I dream, it could be a huge sign. Amen? Amen. So I was like, Pastor, please dream of me. <laughs> right. right. So what happened there? Or maybe at the time something bad was happening, you were just set up to pray for this person. Because God creates covenants for responsibility. Covenants are not for irresponsibility. Covenants are for responsibility. One of the responsibilities of covenants is uh, protection. This is the reason you discover that the closer you are with people, the more you can pick up things about them. You can sense things about them. So let's use that illustration again. The baby and the mother, do they have a bond or not? Does the mother provide for the baby internally? Whether the baby is right or wrong. Right? Provides. Does the mother also protect the baby? Yeah. It's a bond. The mother protects the baby, not with Mopol. <laughs> but with her personal resources. Her hands, her body, her mind. The fluids inside her body. I think there's something called the amniotic fluid. Yeah. Right? And all of that. Number three, God gives us bonds for promotion. This is the reason for some of you, the area where you need to develop certain bonds is at work. Because when it's time for promotion, there is nobody that can speak well of you. In fact, some people have not even noticed you've not been promoted in a long time. And so you are well bonded with God. And you are promoted spiritually. But you're not bonded with people. So it's difficult for anybody to even. So when they say. So what do you have to do with Mr. Ajangbadi? Or what do you have to say about Mr. Ajangbadi? Anything? All right, so that brings us to the end of this meeting. <coughs> that will not be your case this year. Do you know that the promotion of David to the palace required a bond with Jonathan? 
by the way, there's a difference between liking somebody and bonding with somebody. Liking is a sense of alignment or appreciation of certain personality attributes and, and things like that. But the bonding is the sharing. So somebody's working on something, you send an email to them that could help them. Or you send them a post that could help them. Or you send them an idea that could help them. Those are...
in some cases. But in many cases, they are not expired. The enemy just wants to interrupt that so it can tamper with one of those three things. Number one, provision number two, protection number three, promotion. So when the enemy wants to attack a believer, he does not start, start with the peripherals. He doesn't start by stealing your phone. He starts by breaking your bond. Let me give you some examples. You have a bond with kings. Many of you have a bond with kings, right? You love the house. The Lord has blessed you. The Lord is blessing you. You are growing. You are thriving. By the way, if you are in a local assembly, God wants you to be bonded with that assembly. Oh, you guys didn't say amen to that. Because it's a body. Your arm, is it bonded to your body or not? Are you sure? Your legs, is it bonded to your torso? Yes. I thought so. <laughs> your neck, is it bonded to your head? Come on. Prove it, prove it, prove it. <laughs> so God wants us to be bonded. Now you have that bond. And the enemy, what the enemy wants to do in your life, he wants to steal your phone, he wants to steal your laptop, he wants to steal this, that, and the other. Do you know one of the things the enemy could do? One of the things he could do. He could create offense in your heart. Between you and an usher, you and a car park person, or you and your team lead. And because of that offense, you didn't join the early morning prayer meeting. Because like, I beg, I beg, I beg, I, 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 I cannot can. I'm not praying. And because you did not pray, your spirit was not charged enough or alert enough. That if you had prayed and have been spiritually fired, even though we're praying for Nigeria, you were spiritually fired to keep praying the Holy Ghost as you took your shower, as you got in your car, uh, or as you got on the boat. The Holy Spirit was trying to tell you, don't get in that boat, don't get in that boat, don't get in that boat. He said, no, uh, the boat is looking very nice. The boy is even fine. Who knows what the Lord can do? <laughs> you got on the boat, and everything was going nice and dandy, hunky-dory, until it ran into something. Maybe security force or something that forced him. And like, ah, bear, bear, I, can't, I, can't even, I can't even, you know, let me just leave this place. As you were leaving, you got out of the car, your phone fell. You did not know. You were so angry. Now, what has your phone falling got to do with that? Spiritual sensitivity is heightened when you are in a godly bond. Because we are humans, but we are also atmospheres. human being as an atmosphere some people come with joy and gladness affirmation and validation gloom and doom depression and neediness and so when we come together what the Lord wants what did he call it the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit and that's why for years many churches have ended their services with the grace and they say and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with us in other words as we go the fellowship remains sweet yeah. doesn't become stale because we are dispersed are we getting yes, so let's go to Psalms chapter 2 and let me try to wind it uh, down with an illustration in the service and we'll continue in the second service is it good so far yes, sir. thank you <laughs> thank you again you're welcome thank you again how many have noticed like birthday greetings sometimes it can be very tricky people greet you now say thank you then they will now thank you again (laughs) 
Let's go to Psalms chapter 2, and we're going to see something very instructive in that place. Psalms 2, verse 1 says, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? Look at your neighbor, say, Neighbor, my downfall is not a graph. You can't plot it. Why do the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth, they set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Saying what? Verse 3. Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Now, the context of this is the, the kings of the earth, they have limitations. They are held back. They are restrained. They are not allowed to do everything they want. How many of you know the devil is not allowed to do everything he wants to do? Because if he was allowed to do everything he wants to do, many things that have gone wrong. I know crazy things are happening, but it could be crazier. So they are saying that the counsel we have against the Lord is that we are going to break their bonds. We're going to remove the restraints and we'll run wild, run free, run crazy. We'll be unrestrained, unfettered. That is the context of this passage. However, we see the primary thing here. He's saying that the counsel, the strategy that the enemy uses is the breaking of bonds. When the enemy wants to destroy a family, see, listen, if a family is running out of money, but they don't run out of love, the marriage will work. Come on now. Because I know that sometimes you need some money for love to be fully expressed. But it's not run out of money that breaks the marriage, run out of love. Come on now. And by run out of love, I'm not just saying the love is running out. I'm saying people are running out and leaving the love behind. Oh, y'all didn't get that now. Because love is not always soothing. Sometimes love is demanding. So the enemy, when he wants to destroy a church, a ministry, a people, a family, a relationship, a covenant tie, an association, what does he do? What does he do? He breaks the bonds. And just when you feel, oh, I'm free, I'm free, he then replaces the bond with bondage. So a bondage is the enemy's counterfeit of bond. People who say things like, oh no, marriage is so demanding. Friendships are so demanding. I am okay by myself. What's the name of that lady I can do better all by myself? Taraji? Is it Taraji? Even if your name is Taraji, don't try to do battle all by yourself. Because Taraji, the body needs to be awake. Let's see some practical examples. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Look at someone say, don't break the bond. Remain linked in. 
stay connected stay in fellowship stay in community stay in that marriage I can't always stay in that relationship because you might need to get out of it. And I think Kenneth touched on it while she was praying. That God helps some of us to get out of some relationships because that some of those sheep they will capsize, even though they know you're capsized. The fact that somebody knows you're capsized does not mean doesn't cannot cause your relationship to capsize. Ecclesiastes four. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Look at your neighbor, say, stay bonded, stay bonded. Ecclesiastes 4. Let's start from verse 4. Again, I saw that for all toil and every skillful work, a man is envied by his neighbor. It is that today. It is that today. It started years and years ago. Solomon observed it. He said, for all toil, there is somebody around you that will be envious of you. Oh, can we talk now? This is the reason even your successes must be shared with grace. Your achievements must not be shared as I want to pepper you because you might end up in soup with the pepper. Are you here now? By the way, so many people have shared too much of their own pepper that when God brought rice to them, they didn't have enough pepper for jollof. For joy, love. Why is more you looking a little somehow because the AC is temporarily unavailable? Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm cool enough for you. <laughs> Y'all didn't go to churches where we had to use our backsides to polish the benches, tambourines, and shakeres. Takasufi Ministries. <laughs> See now, he said, for every skillful work, a man, human, is envied by his neighbor. And it said, this also is vanity and grasping for the wind. Verse 5, the fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. So the fool then says, hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, I'm not doing anymore. The fool, I'm full of myself. Now, why, why is the fool doing this? Because the fool, may, maybe he was foolish because he didn't know Christ, or maybe he's not tapping into his wisdom in Christ. But sometimes the reason people fold their hands, listen, is because they don't have the spine or the skin to survive the hatred and the envy that comes as a result of their success. Oh, come on now. So they say, well, maybe if I'm not that successful, I'm not gonna have as many haters, so make us sit on Luke. Watch that now. So the fool does that. But what does what happens when he folds his hands? What happens? He consumes his own flesh. His life deteriorates and degenerates. Verse 6. Better a handful with quietness than both hands full 
together with toil and grasping for the wing. So this is an argument for relationships. But it's starting from the premise of that when you do well in life, those who are your neighbors who ought to be happy for you and you know celebrate, there's always one or two of them who will be envious of you. So many times you go into recoil and say, oh, I'm not doing again. All right, they said I want to change over. They said I want to change over. Well, you brought me over. Commando, do, do. Commando, do, do. Is that another song? <laughs> a refix. Did it put you in a real fix, though? It's a great man, right? And his name Corral or Corral. Coral Reef or Corale to buy land. All right. But it's a very lovely Afro gospel song. Abby? Very, very nice. So thank you for changing over. So so see now, when people are tense, they're like, why are you doing good this morning? I, I get them blessed. All right. Now, when people say, I don't want tension, I don't want anybody, how many of you have been there before? You achieved so much, you were so tired of achieving. <laughs> You are so tired of people bad-mouthing you because of your achievements. Uh, that means you've not achieved as much as you want. <laughs> Have you said it before? Anybody? So nobody's jealous of you yet. Are you probably not doing... To talk and say, say things. Oh, Lord, this year. This year... <laughs> So anyway, you get there, you see it. It says, so what the fool does is, I'm not doing it again. And then, even though it's better for you to have a handful with quietness than to have both hands, people just hustling and everything. He said, with toil and grass for the wind, verse 7. Then I returned, and I saw vanity under the sun. Verse 8, thank you, media. Verse 8, what does it say? There is one alone, all by himself. No companion. He has neither son or brother because now them they throw pass. Doesn't have mouths to feed. He's, so he's supposedly supposed to be able to enjoy his life, right? Yeah. Wrong. Yet there is no end to all his labors, nor is his eye satisfied with riches, but he never asks, for whom do I toil and deprive myself of? Now, here's the deal. If it's by himself, if he has no companion, if he has no son, he has no brother, yet he's toiling all the time, and his eyes are always looking for the next breakthrough, the next amount of money, and he's not asking for whom do I toil and deprive myself of good? It means that he's depriving himself of good, true or true? True or true? What is the good he's depriving himself of? The good called bonding. Relationship is better than revenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now. Yeah. Where did your energy go just now? No, no, no. Yeah. 
He's saying they're amassing all those things. You're laboring. Nobody's shopping. When you hit the big money, nobody knows about it. Come on now. Look at your neighbor says, Pastor talking to you. Some of you promoted three times. Your mom has not felt anything. Say, if I tell my dad now, I'm not saying tell them the figures because for some of you, tell them the figure, it might just just figure many things. <laughs> but touch touch them, <laughs> amen. He's saying amassing all of that. Yeah, the Bible says he does not even pause to think. You know why? Because many times the privilege of pausing to to think is sponsored by a relationship in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That people will tell you, "Have you thought about it this way?" Yeah. If you're close to me and I'm working on something, I will ask you, what do you think? I may not agree with you, but I'm humble enough to know that I don't see everything. And it's not the way I should see them. So I want to travel in your mind and in your thinking to get a perspective that may either sharpen mine or help me pause or delay or do cost correction. Are we here? Yes, sir. Said this one is vanity and grave misfortune. Next verse. Next verse. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Can I get more shits of people? They have a good reward for their labor. Now go to the next one. What's the next verse? For if they fall, one will lift up his companion but war to him who is alone do you see this now see verse verse 10 the first line he says for 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 so in a relationship there's a probability of a fall but when you're alone there's a certainty Oh, come on now. Can I talk? <laughs> it is sure. Now falling sure pass for person with no girlfriend. It is sure. As sure as a deodorant. <laughs> that the person who goes solo will eventually go solo. disrespect to anybody by the name Solomon oh, my dear sons is called Solomon but the moment King Solomon strayed from the teachings of King David he ended up with a Solomon this morning alone then he got his senses back and wrote the book of Ecclesiastes Sometimes I wrote the book of Solomon <laughs> oh wow you are very deep inside <laughs> So he said, if the fall, who is willing to get on the floor with me? Who's willing? Because I want to end with two illustrations, this one and then this one. Yeah, no, we, we can. Uh, I prefer a guy, actually. No, you're, you're wearing white. Let me not stain your white. Literally. It's all right. Can we have more shits of people? Are you willing to roll on the floor, floor with me? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Fidel. It's the shoes for me. Oh. We need these shoes in Aso Rock so you can boot corruption. Out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so here's the deal. Uh, no, Fido, we won't fall like that. Let's fall face up, okay? Or stand first. If two of us are together, let's say two of us are together, the tendency of falling, even if we're facing different places, the tendency of falling is lower. The probability is lower. Why? Because if I fall, I might fall on you, right? Yeah. You're close enough to see that this guy, be like, say, don't they fall? Yeah. You know, one of the issues certain people that are solo is when they start falling, nobody even notices because they are too far from the circle of observation. So we can't see when your countenance has dropped by one degree. Is when that's dropped by a hundred degrees. Why don't they melt finish like candle wax? <laughs> Remember uh, one of the guests I had on the, the podcast, he said this. He said I had gone through a lot, but he didn't know how bad it was until he went to his studio one day. And one of his friends said, oh boy, you did so far. This is my suffer on the show. <laughs> You guys will see, very excited, right, right. The tendency is when I begin to fall, you better catch me. that he's buckling to catch me, which means sometimes you need to bend over to save somebody. If they want to fall, let them fall. If she wants to die, let that die. That's not Christ. Sometimes you have sleepless nights to save people from their own foolishness. And some things you told people don't do, they will go and do, say I must do, I must do, I must do. Don't do. Do maybe. To help people stand. But it can also be an investment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because one day it might be your turn. Oh. And you need somebody around you to contain the crisis. Yes, so the tendency is less when you have companionship. However, if both of us fall, like you, you fall in that direction, fall, no, don't fall forward, fall backward, as in just fall like, yeah. <laughs> No, but fall, fall in the snow just here. Fall. This is how you put three people that are falling. They're supposed to be praying for us. <laughs> we should write down in the fall. <laughs> so fall. Say, guy, I don't follow. Me say, don't follow. Chai, my name no be Falao. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of it, we begin to feel ourselves empathy. Now, wow, I remember. I don't feel like praying, Shabbat God day. 
God, just help us so this fall. Just help us. Just help us. God, just, just help us. Just At some point, somebody will pick up. At some point, somebody will pick up, or better still, go, go over to that side, or better still, what happens is, as we get up, boom. We find our strength. Do you know why? Some of you be like, but both of you were strong. Why didn't you guys get, there is, apart from the strength you have, and the strength he has, there is strength inside something called agreement. This is the reason why you buy land. There is a document. The document is not the investor. The document is not the seller. The document is a document that has power. That's why it can be presented in courts. Oh, come on. Oh, where, where, where's my... Are you understanding this? That the power of the agreement is stronger than the power in the physical bodies. That's why in the absence of the two bodies, the agreement stands. Come on. I feel like preaching to somebody in a marriage. That when you run out of love, you haven't run out. Thank you for running over. That when you run out of love and energy, there is the power inside the covenant that can give you energy that you didn't have again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is what happens in prayer when you come to the gathering of believers. Somehow you don't feel yourself. You don't feel like Rekubali Ataba. But when Kenneth gets on the microphone, somehow your energy begins to come because God installed grace in something called agreements. Somebody shout here! You want to get me preaching already? High five. Have you high five your neighbor today? No. I've been teaching all morning long. Look at your neighbor. High five your neighbor. And tell your neighbor there is power in the bond. There is power in the bond. Look at your neighbor say, I'm, your name is not Aluko, but you can bond. Aluko bond. Luku, Luku. These are two sheets of paper. Two sheets of paper. It's okay for you to stand so you can finish. But it's all right if you want to sit or stand when you want. <laughs> two sheets of paper. They're free floating. Boom. Winds can blow them, carry them everywhere. So carry me go. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Can go. No bond. Pew, 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 all over the place. But if you have this, by the way, bond is from the same word as band. A bond is a band. So a husband is a house bond. That's what it is. So ladies, you know many times you can have your hair all over the place. But it's the way you can bond your hair. And the unity of the hair is bringing harmony to your beauty. Oh, cannot talk. So one way to keep this bound and bonded is this way. These are bond. 
of sorts. It can keep some secrets and all. It can exist for a while. It's in one direction. They go in the same direction. It's not Harry Styles, but it's in one direction. Jerry said, that's it. That's what you learn in service today. So that's it. It can go in one direction. It's united. It's a level. But it's still quite peripheral. You know why? No one has gotten hurt. <laughs> the bond is superficial because nothing in you is in me. It doesn't touch you. You haven't collected. When the bond is about to get deeper, it gets into covenant. And so when Paul uses bond servant, doulos, the doulos in old times, they will have their ears pierced to the wall of the house or to the door of the house which was a sign of allegiance one number two that what you hear in the house stays in the house oh come on now because some of you all you run your mouth about every disagreement in your life and you use your tongue to break your bones oh my word Oh, my word. There are people that I'm not as close to as I used to be close to, but their secrets are safe with me. But some of you all at the first point of disagreement has become your WhatsApp story. Look at your neighbors. They don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. So what God does is that he brings you you thank you and boom covenants there's a piercing and when there's a piercing is a different kind of bond the pain is out less stable help me help me help me it's a covenant relationship in that covenant relationship what pains you pains me. What touches you touches me. What hurts you hurts me. Come on now. So when Peter is in the prison, the church didn't go, well, that's Peter. We always knew he was so forward. We always knew he wanted to be the star. Who asked him to walk on water? He walked on water. Now he can't walk out of prison. The church didn't judge him based on his strength. The church didn't judge him based on his vulnerability. But the Bible says the prayers were offered. Oh, are you hearing now? Day and night, there was no envy or rivalry because they understood that the destiny of the church was connected to Peter. And the destiny of Peter was connected to the church. If I know that your welfare has to do with my well-being, I'll be as connected and committed to your welfare as I am to your well-being. Look at your neighbor and say, we're connected, we're connected, we're connected. We're connected, we're connected, we're connected. Look at that neighbor say, we might not talk all the time, but there is a divine destiny. There is something that we're connected to. And when we are... 
And when we are joined, give me more, give me more. When we are joined and not just superficially bonded, our surface area is wider. We are more open. What was written in us from before the foundations of the earth can be read by more people. When we're not folded over in secrecy and folded over in jealousy and strife and conniving and plotting the downfall of another. When sharing your post does not make me feel less of a person. We can reach more people with the gifts of God on the inside of us. We can keep the, the family growing. We can keep the movement growing because God has a lot to do. He's going to supply through bonds. He's going to protect through bonds. He's going to promote through bonds because when we are together, listen, they're not going to wonder, was it paper A that shared the revelation or paper B? We're going to be the same book. We're going to be the same scroll. That's why you notice that in the Bible there was a lot of scrolls. The scroll had to do with the joining of parchments. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says that Jesus took the scrolls and he found himself. When we are bonded together, nations will find themselves. Communities will find themselves. But when we are folded, there is only little that we can do. I'm looking forward to collaborations. I'm looking forward to kingdom partnerships. I'm looking forward not to strategies for me to use you. No! But for all of us to be blessed together as God uses us. High five your name. Tell him we are in a bond. Tell her link in. But this is still a dimension of the bonding. There's another level of the bonding. Super glue. It's not a part of you. It's not just one small part of you. Your surface area. Surface area. Let me tell you about this level. This level is. Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Put over here. No, no. Give me an extra sheet of paper. For a while, you know, if I want to tear this thing, I will tear a part of me. Yeah. We have, if we understand this, you now understand the body of Christ. If you have nothing good to say about some people, don't say anything. Shut up. As Pastor Nkechi once said, the ministry of shut up. Look at your neighbor say you've been ordained into the ministry of shut up. So what do I do? He said groanings with words that words cannot express. Some issues you don't talk about, you groan about in your sacred place. And maybe with two or three covenant people, you groan about them. You groan about them because you're sharing in the fellowship of God, the fellowship of a suffering, because every time a part of the body of Christ, boom, is dismembered, there's a part that is ripped apart. But imagine if everybody begins to learn how to love in deed and in truth. Imagine how much ground. That's why I said, train up a child. 
It's supposed to be a train. Train up a child in the way she go. How many of you know that because there's a pattern here, if somebody's trying to adjoin something here, we're going, no, that, no, no, that's not the pattern. If the bond is strong enough, the train will become long enough. But so many people at the first stippling of the pain, ah, ah, there's so much pain, don't stipple me. Bible says concerning the last days one of the perils of the time men will be lovers of themselves and so when that customized experience is not available they jump to another place and another place and another place and another place and another place until they lose their place but behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together and it's like the oil upon the head you know what unity is unit unit one union one on one that is going on universe verse is song universe is one song all the stars they're singing one song different stanzas of the same song different parts the constellations that's what universe is and when Paul ends in that text it says for there's one Lord one faith one baptism one spirit one hope of one calling in other words in my calling God has seen Lara's place in Lara's calling God has seen my place baby God's calling is connected to the Igbo's calling he said, where did you get all this biting and clamoring from? He said that if you don't stop biting one another, you will devour one another. Well, Father, we thank you for the spirit of unity. We thank you for the tapestry you're building. We thank you. Somebody commit to that. Commit to unity. Commit to togetherness. Commit to oneness. I'm packing. coming to oneness I stand in oneness with you in the name of Jesus I'm not building apart from what you are building God I'm not a cause of disunity in the harmony of the spirit in my friendships in my relationship in my marriage in the body of Christ in this house of kings in the name of Jesus I am patient when I'm being tried I am patient when I'm being tried Pastor Dami taught us last week that when you read the word you should see Jesus in the word and you should see yourself in the word I want somebody to put themselves in this word. I'll be patient when I'm tried. I will not respond according to my feelings or according to what was meted out to me. I will respond according to the supply of the spirit in me in the name of Jesus. The bonding might bring some pain, but I know that the bonding is for promotion. I know that the bonding is for, for provision. I know that the bonding is for protection. I will not shortchange myself by, by cutting myself, disconnecting myself from the bonds that God has brought into my life. Holy Spirit help me because in the flesh this can be hard. In the flesh this can
can be hard. To love people that are seemingly unlovable. To be patient with people that are trying your patience back to back. So not by flesh. By flesh shall no man prevail. Father, we lean on your spirit. We lean on your wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, we decree and declare that even through this series, bonds are restored. Bonds are strengthened. Bonds are reinforced. Bonds are started in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the glory and honor, our Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can somebody appreciate God? Can someone celebrate God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory to God. Can we appreciate Pastor Dami as well? generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.